Good morning. So my intention is to stream this entire service mostly, and my phone just told me that it's out of power. So thankfully, I come prepared. I plugged it in, but I don't even know if this outlet works, and it didn't make that nice little ding noise you hope it makes when it, it gets plugged in. So we'll see if you are here in a while, YouTube. Um, this morning is an experiment, and the first service like this went very well. I'd imagine this one to go even more smoothly. But keep in mind that we're trying to figure out how best to meet the needs of various risk assessed communities. And we're trusting you to assess your own risk. And so along with continued very uh, private services, which we'll continue offering, this is an option we're considering. And it largely will have to do with how many of you really want this as your option, as opposed to the larger gathering we're gonna try again next week and beyond that. Um, in that, there's some room for this to change. Today, what we're doing though, is we're gonna use Divine Service 3 entirely spoken because in order to decrease risk in this particular service, we will not be singing with the exception of my own chanting of the words of institution and then the amen, which follows that. Um, so we will speak Divine Service 3 all the way through. And that's pretty much going to be all the time that we'll, we'll have, uh, along with the rest of the things you've been used to have. So, like I said, experiment. Think about it. Share your thoughts afterwards with me because uh, we're just trying to meet the various needs we're hearing from you. In that then, would you please rise? In the name of the Father. Oh, sorry. I'm going to pull us back. That's almost sacrilegious. Also, we're speaking of Vine Service 3. You may or may not have your own hymnal with you. We have a solution for that. I'm just going to say, trust me this week and go without this week, and it'll be fine in the future. For this week, say what you know.
Sound good? Okay, here we go. This time I won't, I won't do the balk. Actually, I will balk because I'm going to let the um, uh, elder here bring in the elements. Uh, as you can see, they are all prepared separately so that every family unit and group will have, or social group, will have their own wares or uh, furniture is another way we sometimes refer to these things in liturgy. It's weird. It's the furniture of the church. And again, I will endeavor to stay as far removed from the altar as possible throughout this as well, although I want my face just barely on that camera. No, I would, uh, who cares about me? Um, so from here into what is familiar. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I bless my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. I'm sorry. No, I got ahead of myself. First, we're going to speak together both the Kyrie and the Gloria. And speaking this will feel weird. The language is more dated. Divine Service 3 is based on a much older service, and when they brought it into this hymnal, there was a fight. Do we keep thou, or do we change it to you? And the solution was, we'll keep thou when you sing, and it'll be you when you speak, which makes speaking this service very difficult, because it's not going to stay consistent. All right? So be ready. The thous and the these are coming now. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou only art holy, thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father, Amen. The Lord be with you, and it's different, and with thy spirit is what we sing. Let us pray now.
Holy God, you are the strength of all who trust in you. So accept our prayers, see our weakness and the defilement of our fallen nature, and teach us the grace to keep your commandments and please you in will and deed according to the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. So the readings, we're going to get all of them, which is really different than what we've been doing. The only thing to remember, I'm not going to announce. I'm going to lift my hands, and it means stand up for the gospel. I'm not going to announce it. But then we do say together, alleluia, alleluia, alleluia at that point. First, though, the Old Testament reading for the first Sunday after Trinity. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And Abram believed the Lord. And the Lord counted it to Abram. As righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from 1 John chapter 4. So, we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected within us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because he is, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, And hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. This is the word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord, Jesus said. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laying a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to with what fell from the rich man's tables. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died. And was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. 
And the rich man also died and was buried, and in Hades, being in torment. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And beyond all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And the rich man said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And the rich man said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. Abraham said to the rich man, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even should someone rise from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Let us then confess this gospel in, still for this service, the ancient words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. I tried preaching from the pulpit at the first service, and it worked good. I kind of missed that place. Um, however, for the sake of the camera and the sermon, I will, I will come here. Uh, over the course of our exile from group meetings, this large or larger, we have dovetailed out of the Old Testament lectionary, Exile and Return, a study of both Exodus, really, and then the exile, especially, to understand our place in the history of the people saved by Jesus. In the midst of that, it all got stopped. We got made to be in exile from our own stuff. And at that point, I made a, a from-the-hip call. Why don't we just spend some time in the Psalms, since that's what they had to do during the first exile, was spend a lot of time in David's words and Jeremiah's words and Isaiah's words. In any case, this will be the last weekend that we do that. Uh, next weekend, the Old Testament lectionary, which you just heard read, will become kind of our staple up until next New Year, which is Advent. And we'll figure out what we can do at that point. Well, I do have some ideas. Um, 
So this is our last hurrah, though, with, with the Psalms. And the appointed Psalm for today is Psalm 33, which is too long, really, in this service and this time space to, to go through each verse of it. But what I want to do is give you the over about five of them. And then we're going to zoom in on just two verses and really try to pull those out as our word for this morning. So it begins, Psalm 33 begins in what, what I, as an American poet, would consider annoying way. It, it, it is flowery and obtuse and says the same thing way too many times over and over again, repeating itself ad nauseum until you get tired and you know what the next one's going to say because it's got to end with the word again, sometime, one more time, again. Follow me? It does that with poetry, trying to exhort you to sing, shout for joy. What you really want to do here at the start is know that Hebrew poetry loves repetition. And so they're repeating a lot to lift up what comes next. Because what they want you to know is that what comes next is worth singing about. You then have a long section, which I won't go through the details of. But what it wants to convince you of, this is verses 4 through 11 is that creation is a visible testimony to the steadfastness of the creator. That if you look at creation honestly and carefully, you will see that it is stable, that it's not really in jeopardy. And someone might say, but the riots or the virus, or even as Congress people have said, you know, the world will burn in 12 years or what have you. Even then, you're just overreacting a touch because if you take a step back and you look up at those stars that Abraham was told to look at, and you, you think about, you know, what, what goes on for the rest of it if earth blows up? Well, nothing else is going to be too much bothered, I don't think, really. The problem just seems to be us. It's our problem and we are, are the problem because even if you look at, you know, the, the grass and the sky, the sun, the moon, most of that's still going on one way or the other and not, not in any trouble. So the point is, again, that stability, that consistency is who God is. Now the question is, is he your God? And that's where verse 12 becomes the one we really want to pay attention to today. Psalm 33 verse 12 says this, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. I know I've seen that verse on a bumper sticker with an American flag somewhere in my lifetime, if not often. I know I've heard people both in Christian circles and in politics talk about America being God's country. And every president, including the one you like the least, has ended his State of the Union address with God bless America. But the thing is, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord has nothing at all to do with either America or anything like America. It has nothing to do with nations or flags. As an aside... I happen to love the American flag. I wear one on about half of my t-shirts and I plan to buy one for my new house that I just purchased. I, I want to boast of being an American. I'm not a fan of having it in the back of the sanctuary, better in the back than in the front, which many congregations have. The reason for that is it's really misplaced. If we want to show our support and patriotism to America, we should be flying the stinking thing so people who drive by can see it, not hiding it in the place it doesn't belong, which is the holy sanctuary of God. God wants us to be submissive to Caesar, but he doesn't want to submit to Caesar himself. All of that being said, we can discuss this, this all another time. The real point is that the nation of America is not what 
verse 12 means when it says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. It's both worse and better than that all at the same time. It's actually about racism, which is so great. And I'm so excited to talk to YouTube about this today. Blessed is the nation. The, the best way to understand that is blessed is the ethnicity whose God is the Lord. And yes, when the Jews said this, they meant just them. Thank God they misunderstood it too, because it doesn't really mean just the Jews. Nor does it have anything to do with being black or white or Chinese or Iranian. It has to do with the fact that there are two nations, two ethnicities, two races that exist in humanity. And no, it's not communists and capitalists. It is instead those who die and don't rise and those who die and rise again. Those are the two ethnicities that exist. And frankly, Adam and us who die are one, and Jesus is the other. Blessed is the nation, ethnicity, whose God is the Lord, that is Jesus Christ, and no other. Of course, the good news is that he is not alone, nor does he want to be, and that's what the rest of the section following will try to exhort us to see. So the following verses want you to believe that salvation is a gift from the one true king, and no other king nor anything he would do, no power on earth or heaven, can either get you that gift or take it from you. The king is not saved by a great army. The warrior not delivered by his great strength. And then my favorite, because it's the last thing any of us would trust him, the war horse is a false hope. Indeed, then I guess I could put nuclear bomb in there and it would ring true in more than one way. All of that is to say... Again, the creator is steadfast. There is one ethnicity, one mankind who is that creator. We know that's Jesus risen from the dead. Verse 18 now is where you want to go next to get your confirmation, your consolation, have your conscience lifted. The eye of Joshua, the eye of Yahweh, the eye of the Lord, the eye of Jesus, steadfast love. Now, we just heard St. John tell us that perfect love means this morning. There's a healthy way to think of that, and it doesn't mean you run away terrified. But let's focus on hoping in his steadfast love, because that's what the psalmist wants you to see. The creation is steadfast. Blessed is the mankind whom God has chosen as his own vessel, and his eye is on those who hope in that. The eye of the Lord is on those who hope in his steadfast Love that he would deliver their lives from death and keep them alive in famine. Verse 19. Verses 20 and 21 are about more of the result of our salvation, but what I want to bring it to a close with is just by reading so, uh, verse 22. So Psalm 33, verse 22, is a prayer. It's a final section to the whole thing, and it's a prayer. And I'm going to read it, and I would pray. How do I say this? I would ask you to listen prayerfully. Doing, yes, I know what to do. Would you be so kind as to rise? Again, the uh, more archaic language with thy spirit is about to show up again. So just kind of be ready for that. The Lord be them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is meet and right so to do. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. 
Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. So we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as we drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. At least this week now, in lieu of the, in lieu of the Agnes Day, uh, we're just going to move into distribution. Please be seated for the moment and then follow the instructions of your elders. They've, they've got it worked out pretty smoothly from what I saw, and I believe we have some music as well. Take and eat the very body of Christ, and then as you are ready, take and drink the very blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and eat the very body of Christ. Take and drink as you are able the very blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and eat the very body of Christ, and then as you are ready, take and drink the very blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and eat the very body of Christ, and then, as you are able, take and drink the very blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. And for you at home, I'm just going to show you what's going on here. That we have, oh, never mind, I'm stuck. Well, I can describe it. We have separate uh, furniture prepared for everybody. 
they're passing by to take from chalices, silver plate, gold plate, alcohol, bread, but then they're taking it on to a station where they will leave it for those who are vested and also prepared with gloves and facial masks to handle all of the reliquai. Um, so it's, it's really quite amazing to watch. Take and eat the very body of Christ, and then as you are able, take and drink the very blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Take and eat the very body of Christ, and then as you are able, take and drink the very blood of Christ shed for you, the forgiveness of all of your sins. Now, this true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ will strengthen you in the one true faith and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Please rise. We are going to speak together the Nunc Dimittis, again, the archaic language returning. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as was the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord will bless you and keep you. He will make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord will lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. I do have a couple of announcements if you'd like to be seated for that. And uh, sorry, friends, you don't get that one. Have a good day.